Hell, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcome to you to episode 135 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and uh, no longer on YouTube because I got tired of doing it. Oh, bummer. Well, yeah, we, only, we only got so many listens on it, so I was like, eh, fuck it. Um, and so with that, we... Uh, we go on to old business. No old business. No old business. Let's go on to new business. And with new business, we talk about new album releases, of which I should have won, but I only received it this morning, and I have been listening to other stuff. Yes, that one album you're talking about would be the Falconer record. That is correct. I have not listened to that yet, but it is on the list of things to listen to. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the last few weeks, I did listen to a couple of um, new releases. Um... We'll do the thumbs up, thumbs down. So the Alarum, is, uh, the album's called Circle's End. That was a thumbs up. Okay. Beyond the Black Horizons, it was kind of like a middle ground. Okay. Um, uh, Eis Reagan. Eis Reagan is another German band, very industrial, very much in the same vein as uh, uh, Ramstein. So okay. that was a thumbs up. Okay, cool. Uh, Lamb of God's new self-titled record is a huge thumbs up. That was badass. Awesome. They have two really good tracks towards the end of the album, one featuring Jamie Johnson from Hatebreed, the other one featuring a wild Chuck Billy. Um, both out, both tracks are very good. Awesome. Big, big fan of that record. Uh, Make Them Suffer, that was a thumbs up. Um, I did not listen to Trapped. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> uh, but if we go into the Loudwire one that one was a lot better list um atavist is an australian doom metal band uh they this is their first record in like almost two decades i think mm-hmm. um it's called three it's their third album and it's uh absolution and it's very good okay i was very impressed with this one i was super pumped for this one um what's it called aversio humanity humanity Humanitas, I don't even know. But that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Constellia, Constellatia, Constellatia, yeah. yeah. That was very good. Big fan of that one. Jessica Wolf, yeah, I only got like two or three songs in. I wasn't digging it right away. Huh? Uh, but the, I think the one that I'm going to talk about the, um, that I want to mention the most here is a, a, a pair of uh, folk artists. Um, they're called The Moon and the Night Spirit. Their album's called Ether. Um, and that was very good. Uh-huh. That was really fucking good. Um, like, in the same vein of, like, um, Mierker. Okay. Like in her, in her, after her death metal stage, like, from, like, mausole- Mausoleum up to, like, what she just released this year. Mm-hmm. Very, like, there's some acoustic stuff in there. There's, like, violins. A very ethereal fucking um, atmospheric uh, music involved. It's really fucking good. I was a big fan of that one. Okay. I really, really dug that one. Very cool. So Very that cool. would be uh, that for what I can remember actually listening to. Okay. Then what else have we been listening to? So let's just go through the albums of the day for myself. Here we got uh, Black Orchid Empire, a album called uh, Semaphore. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Aversion's Crown, their album Hell Will Come For Us All, that was their newest record, mm-hmm. so that probably is incorporated into the new albums of the, uh, the new releases that I just didn't mention. Uh, I, mix, I listen to Megadeth, um, Euthanasia. Nice. Also, another day that I didn't put in the albums of the day, but I listened to Megadeth. Um, which one was it? What? It was probably Countdown. Okay. It was probably Countdown. Uh, Lamb of God's self-titled album, of course, Alarum, Circles End, their newest one, Atavist, Absolution, and The Moon and the Night Spirit Ether. Great stuff all around. Okay. Big fan of that. And uh, Coronavirus. Yeah, I saw them opening up for Anthrax back in 1986. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have They're been reunited. Listening. They're making a tour in Texas right now. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the actual T-shirt of that? No. Uh, there's actually a T-shirt, like someone made a death metal logo of Coronavirus. Oh, and my all, gosh. And all that kind of shit. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, um, but I've been listening to a lot of Dream Theater for the sake of the video we were filming after we film this, after we record this podcast. Um, uh, catching up on them, I picked up the last albums that I missed, uh, which included uh, self-titled, dramatic turn of events, and distance over time. So you had so, the astonishing. So I, I, I had the astonishing. Oh, okay. And I only got so far into it. I actually listened, I listened to the first disc today. Fell asleep about three quarters in. <laughs> it wasn't the most exciting album. It was, no, it's a good. It's a good album. It's a good album, and 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 we'll go into it uh, in in the video and everything like that uh, a little bit. But um, it's it's a good album. Um, but it's it just I was I've had uh, it's one of those things where it's it's been a day. I had just put my bed back together. Like it's been like deconstructed for months. Yeah, so yeah, I finally yeah. Put it back together. No so shit. I, yeah, so I laid down on it. And then I, I was like, I put, I brought the music in while I was doing it, so I was just sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, okay. Eh. <laughs> so I, I dozed off, but then I woke up for the second disc and just laid there and listened to it, and it's, it's good. I, I have no idea what's going on, of course, because I, I think, have... I think the, the, the problem with uh, that particular album is there's a lot of characters in it, mm-hmm. but it's all voiced by James Abree, so it's a little hard to follow. Yeah, I. I I got little little bits of it, but for the most part, I I I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. I, 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 well, you got to read the liner notes. I think they yeah. they provide a very deep in like in detail story for what the fuck's supposed to be happening. Yeah. What I like is the fact that the first disc is literally seventy nine minutes long and fifty nine seconds. Nice, just like, under the eighty minute fucking minute <laughs> limit there. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, but like now I'm, I'm I'm starting to catch up on the stuff that's that's post post Mike Portnoy, uh, uh-huh, all of uh-huh. Mike Mangini, and uh, I gotta say I, was, I listened to Distance Over Time, um, and, and I started listening to the self titled album, which is before Astonishing, and he does a good job. He does. No, he does. He does a very good job. Yeah. So he does an excellent job of. Keeping, I, I, I almost kind of felt like in, in that in the first record that they released without Mike Porter, they kind of turned the drums up just a little bit, yeah. just be like, yeah, we could do it without you. Yeah. So. No, like, but he has a very good thunderous sound, and he fits he fits well with the band. Yeah, so. and, he, and he's definitely he's definitely very he's definitely very good as far as um, you know making things sound dynamic as far as um, you know not just sticking to the to the. You know, not sticking to the four-four, able to kind of do all the time signatures, able to sit there and kind of make up crazy creative things. So it's all it's all good. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of Dream Theater. Um, got a bunch of albums um, in from Amazon this morning that I need to listen to, including the Falconer album. 
Um, I was going through a couple of CDs, a lot of which I ended up giving you because I'm trying to like, as I'm as I'm getting ready to do a new video series, I'm trying to weed out certain things in my in my collection. Uh huh. So I'm trying to like sit there and say like, do I really want this? Do I want to keep this? Maybe not. And that's that's where a lot of the stuff that I'm giving you is coming from. Like it's like I like it, but I don't know if I want to continue to pursue this band. So it's like meh, and I I hand them off to you. Which, you know, is, is a benefit to you because some of the bands that I send off, you know, like Honeymoon Disease and Huntress, you're, you've you I've already the listened to and I already, I already like. So yeah, yes. so it's like, okay, cool, great, phenomenal. Um, That's why they'll go through those. Oh, man, so what you need to get right now that I just got on the Spotify, I'm just looking through my list of stuff from this past Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike LaPont Silent, Silent Assassins released their new album finally. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. That's cool, yeah. Um, the, the next thing I'm really looking forward to is the new Primal Fear, which comes out July 24th or 27th, um, which means that I'm pretty much going to buy the album and then catch up on the rest of the stuff that I've missed from them. Hmm. So as as one does, yeah. Well, that, that's what I've been doing. Like when that, when the bands are releasing new albums, I've been I, I I now that you know like I have the chance to, I am been able to sit there and pick up the album and then go back and like I'm missing one or two, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go do that. So I've been doing that. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. Like it's been like. I only get to listen to so much music a day, but yeah. uh, that's what it's been consistently for the last two weeks. Um, so let's move on to obituaries. Zero. Yes. Yes. Everything is awesome. Awesome. Uh, and I got some general news. Ready for some general news? Yes. All right. So Crypta has officially signed with Napalm Records and Napalm Events. Uh, the band was formed in June of 2019, as the four-piece consists of uh, Fernanda Lira and uh, Lua- Luana D'Ameto, uh, who are both former members of the Brazilian thrash metal band Nervosa, mm-hmm. plus the talented Sonia Anubis from Cobra Spell and Ex-Burning Witches, and Taina Bergamanchi, uh, who was formerly of Hagbard. But that should be fun. I really like Nervosa, so it's going to be cool to hear. They're, they're on my list of things to look more into. Uh, Samael have announced the addition of bassist Aless uh, Campanelli to the group's ranks, a former member of Sinbreed, or Cybreed, uh, and currently with Obsidians and the uh, Urconauts. Uh, he has been playing with Samael guitarist uh, to- uh, Thomas Drop Betrisi for many years. Uh, he's no stranger to the, to the Machines versus Human music of Samael and has uh, known the band since its early black metal days. Uh, he joined Samael as the replacement for Pierre uh, Carraz, who was in Scars Divide, and Herod, uh, who played with the group since July of 2018. Mm-hmm. So they seem to have a revolving door of um, bassists. Okay. All right, as of uh, last week, 616. A fan launch campaign to replace the con- controversial Robert E. Lee monument in Richmond, Virginia, with a statue of late Guar frontman Orderus Arungus, has garnered more than 48,000 signatures, with a goal of 50,000. Launched on June 12th, the Change.org petition seeks to have the quote racist landmark replaced with a tribute to the Guar co-founder and longtime leader, whose real name was David Brocky. That I found amazing. Yeah, that's I, 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 I laughed pretty hard at that. That's um, pretty cool. And, and I, I think I shared it with the group. Uh, yeah, that's when, a good when, one. When I saw it. Um, 
So um, I, I did not sign the petition, although if it's still up, I, I, I might have to. So. <laughs> it's funny because I think the band is from Richmond, Virginia, so that, like it's fitting. They're like hometown heroes kind of yeah. thing. So, so and, very, very fitting. Yeah. Yeah, that that's 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 pretty awesome. And like some some of the some of the suggestions for for like replacement statues have been fitting, but some of them have been kind of funny. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm for that. Yeah. All right, Iced Earth founder, songwriter, guitarist, and producer John Schaefer has announced the release of his first book, Wicked Words and Epic Tales. The book is the debut release from Schaefer's new publishing company, Wicked Words LLC. And is the first of many original concepts planned for future release by Shaver. Wicked Words and Epic Tales is a collection of lyrics, interviews, and pages of artwork that Shaver's work has inspired throughout the years. The book is an anthology of lyrics from Shaver that span his 35 years in making music and various projects, including Iced Earth, Demons and Wizards, Sons of Liberty, and Purgatory. The book comes in two unique covers, one created by John Boy Myers and another by Jim um, Ballant and Roy Young, mm-hmm. and has over 200 pages. The Coffee Table Art Book also features original drawings from some of the most notable artists, including Todd McFarlane, Greg Capullo, Monty Moore, and numerous others. The book also features an audio CD of 15 tracks that is exclusively available with the purchase of the Deluxe Edition book. Dubbed, quote, a narrative soundscape by Schaefer, these recordings are a completely reimagined delivery of the lyrics of Ice to Earth songs created exclusively for this release. Longtime collaborator Jim Morris worked with John Schaefer on these versions. What's the thing called again? It's called Wicked Words and Epic Tales. Okay, I'm looking that up, so. <laughs> okay, but uh, keep going. All right, so moving on with some more general news. we got according to, date, uh, to Deadline, I was, was going to say Dateline, but according to Deadline, Motorhead frontman Lemmy Kilmister will get the biopic treatment. The upcoming film, Lemmy, will be directed by Greg Oliver, who previously helmed the 2010 documentary of the same name, Lemmy. Lemmy will go into production next year with VMI introducing uh, the film at the Cannes Visual uh, Virtual Market. Mm-hmm. It will follow Kilmister's life growing up in Stoke-on-Trent, becoming a roadie for Jimi Hendrix and member of seminal psychedelic rock band Hawkwind before forming Motorhead. That's pretty cool. That would be cool. It would be yeah. very interesting to see who they cast as Lemmy. As a young Lemmy? I can't. I yeah, can't. yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. The thing is, they usually, like, for these particular things, they kind of pull people out of, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hope they make the right choice for it. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But we will see. All right. Skid Row bassist Rachel Bolin has launched Dirty Rocker Soap Company, which specializes in all-natural artisan soap made in small batches. He has stated about his decision to start producing his own soap. He's uh, quoted as saying, Staying in hotels as much as I do tends to put me at the mercy of hotel room soap. Harsh perfumes and dry skin became the norm, so I decided to create soaps of my own to take with me and when I take with me when I travel. I hope you enjoy them. All right, so should check choice. Soap. Soap. <laughs> That'll be a good episode. <laughs> just, just get naked. <laughs> Awful. No. <laughs> All right, Robert Plant, Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, and Dave Grohl are among 600 artists who have written an open letter to Congress urging them to help save independent music venues in the United States. 
The National Independent Venue Association posted the letters uh, on June 18th and revealed a list of the signatories asking the government to financially support over 1,000 independent venues that are facing permanent closure through the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Other signatories on the list included Trent Reznor, Josh Holm, Beartooth, Cannibal Corpse, Alterbridge, Guar, Hailstorm, Ministry, Motionless, and White. Queensryche, Seven Dust, Sick of It All, and Shine Down. Good cause, especially considering that a lot of them, well, even around here, a lot of them are closing back up again. Yeah, and, we uh, have a, uh, here in Texas, we're having a uh, resurgence of uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, lock, lockdown part two. Well, um, we're, we're not there yet, but they already they closed down bars. They brought down the capacity of restaurants to 50%. I thought they were already at 50 No, actually, from what I read, they were at 75%. Mm. Uh, so they scaled back to 50 um, and a lot of places are now requiring masks again. Like HEB was just putting their banners back up to require a mask today. Yeah. And uh, Costco, the line at Costco, was around the fucking store. Mm. We tried to go, we just decided not to because mm. it was that bad. Okay. Um, I think they're limiting how many people are allowed in the store at the same time now. Okay. So it's it's rough. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And so. the thing is, the, the 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 worst thing about it is that like number one, people are acting like we never saw this coming. Yeah. Or like they never saw this coming. And the other thing is that we never reached a level of lockdown like other states did. And we're, we're, we just took advantage of that. Yeah. And it's stupid. So, so, so coronavirus 2, the lockdown ending. <laughs> With a vengeance. With a vengeance. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Because I think yesterday we had, in the state of Texas, 5,000 new cases yeah. reported. Yeah. So... But hey, you know what? Slow down testing. <laughs> mm. All right. Anyway, anyway. Uh, last bit of general news here: Notfist.com will celebrate the 21st anniversary of Slipknot's eponymous uh, debut album with a live broadcast of the band's seminal home video collection, "Welcome to Our Neighborhood," that features home shot footage of the early days of Slipknot, interviews, early live performance footage, a wait and bleed, surfacing, and scissors, and more. The film was broadcast this past Friday, June 26th, over on Notfest.com. Nice. I remember watching that as a kid, as, as a kid, <laughs> as a younger man, back in like 1999. <laughs> well, well, that was 20 years ago. It so was so 20 years ago. Yeah. So you were you were like um, I was 17. You you were becoming dirt at the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm older than dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean you you fossilized by now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They can make fucking oil out of me now. <laughs> all right, but that is it about for general news. All, all right. right, all right. So we got some not spreading the disease. Remember, we're trying to not spread the disease. Yeah. Gojira has canceled all of his previously announced 2020 concert tours, concert plans due to the coronavirus, of course. Wasp has canceled his previously announced 1984 to headless European tour due to the coronavirus. The trek, which was scheduled to kick off on September 15th in Sweden and run through November 7th in Switzerland, was supposed to be a celebration of hits from the band's first four albums, uh, 1984's Self-Titled, 1985's The Last Command, 1986's Inside the Electric Circus, and 1989's The Headless Children. Mm -hmm. The Epic Apocalypse Tour, featuring Epica and Apocalyptica, will, uh, with support from Wheel, has been postponed to the spring of 2021. Yeah. 
All previously announced the Big Rock Summer Tour dates featuring Rat, Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, Skid Row, and Slaughter have been canceled. Quick thing. I don't think we mentioned it in the billboards, any of the billboard stuff, but I'm pretty sure because of the of a recent Geico commercial, Rat's Round and Round like hit the singles chart yes. for the first time in X number of years. Yes, was, I think I did see that. I yes. laughed my ass off. <laughs> well, I think the same thing happened for a Geico commercial that involved Europe and the final countdown. Yeah, probably the same thing with uh, the Starbucks commercial with um, with Survivor. Yes! Roy! Roy! I, I loved that commercial. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Just, just having the, the, the drummer on the... I, the and the thing is, like, I wish it would happen for a band like Falconer, that one random commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was it, a Volkswagen commercial yeah, that, or something? That, that, that didn't last very long at all. I saw that in the theaters once, and that was it. I really, and like, holy shit! <laughs> I, I, I was crying. <laughs> Due to the ongoing restrictions preventing large gatherings and to health concerns surrounding COVID-19, uh, Evanescence and Within Temptation are forced to postpone their massive co-headline European tour. The World's Collide Trek, which was originally due to kick off this past April, will now move to September of 2021. All right, so the tour was initially postponed until, 20, until September of this year in hopes that conditions would permit the artists to perform for their fans nope. but as the world con- as the world continues to battle the virus it has become clear that it must be delayed until next year yep. specific information for the rescheduled shows will be available on the band's websites and at worldcollidetour.net all existing tickets and VIP packages will remain valid for the rescheduled dates those unable to attend should visit their point of purchase for refunds um, I also tried to to get a refund on the uh, Ramstein tickets, they didn't have the option to do it yet. Oh shit! Yeah, so. that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, here, and this is not necessarily um, COVID related, um, but I put it here anyway because due to quote serious health concerns, Quiet Riot has elected to cancel its previously announced socially distanced concert on July fourth um, at Magic Springs Theme and Water Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas, as part of the Magic Springs Summer Concert Series. However, Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot will still perform as planned. Hmm. Now, the the serious health concerns probably involves Frankie Benali, yeah, who was recently hospitalized. I think last we, on our last podcast we mentioned he was recently hospitalized uh, in relation to his uh, ongoing cancer battle. Yeah, so I would definitely think that that has something to do with it. Probably yes. Oh, as a matter of fact, here he is. He's the one they call Doctor Feel Not So Good. Monday, June fifteenth, Quiet Riders, Frankie Benali was admitted to the emergency room at the uh, Kaiser Permanente Woodland Hills Medical Center in Woodland Hills, California. The drummer, who's been battling stage 4 pancreatic cancer for the past 14 months, took to his personal Facebook page to share a photo of him at a hospital bed, and he captured the picture, just admitted to the emergency room at Kaiser. It occurred to me that this is just like Disneyland, except the lines are shorter, and the rides are painfully slow. And the price of admission? Jesus Christ. Mm, Yeah. Uh, but he did post an update shortly after that that he's not like fighting for his life as a lot of people thought. Uh, but he should be going home uh, relatively soon. Gotcha. Uh, we have nothing for I'm getting better. I'm thinking I'll go for a walk now, and no one has been breaking the law as of late. But Metallica, we always have Metallica news. Okay. Master of Puppets, the title track of Metallica's 1986 album, has been named the band's greatest song ever. 
Beginning in late May, fans were able to vote on 32 pairs of songs battling against each other and advancing in a total of five rounds in a knockout competition they dubbed Some Kind of Bracket. The original 64 tunes included in the bracket were selected based on the highest Spotify plays, multiplying them by how many times those tracks have been played live. On its way to the final round, Master of Puppets defeated Dyer's Eve, Atlas Rise, Ride the Lightning, Sad But True, and Fade to, Bat- Fade, uh, Fade to Black. Eventually, Master of Puppets beat one to take the crown of the greatest Metallica song of all time. No surprises, honestly. Oh, for none. None. Although I think Harvester of Sorrow is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Alright, so nobody's feuding. We've got nothing for Alcoholica. We have some merchandising. Okay. Alright, so check this out. Super 7 has officially announced a reaction figure of the Demon from the cover of Venom's Black Metal album. Oh, nice. Uh, the company said in a statement, Super 7 is honored to add heavy metal pioneers Venom to our three and uh, three-quarter reaction figures uh, music collection. The black metal demon comes on a um, card. Uh, I'm sorry, on a card back that commemorates the influential 1982 album. The figure is based on the concept given to Super Seven by the band's founding member Kronos. Very cool. Yes, uh, sir. Oh, but it looks better than that 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 Show No Mercy one. <laughs> uh, that's that's like they legitimately took that from the fucking album cover and put it in a toy. It's like no changes, make it look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, make it look like our friend's brother drew it in the basement of a fucking bong fucking den, brah. <laughs> brah. Make it look like somebody took a blowtorch to it. Alright, Britain's Royal Mail has announced it is issuing a set of 13 special stamps to celebrate one of the UK's most influential rock groups of all time, Queen. With more than 300 million record sales across five decades, they are one of the most successful music artists of all time. Eight stamps will feature images of some of Queen's most popular and iconic album covers, including Queen 2, Sheer Heart Attack, A Night at the Opera, News of the World, The Game, Greatest Hits, The Works, and Innuendo. Completing the set is a miniature sheet is a miniature sheet celebrating Queen's live performances with images of Freddie Mercury at Wembley Stadium in 1986, Roger Taylor at Hyde Park in 1976, John Deacon at Hammersmith Odeon in 1975, and Brian May in Budapest in 1986. The centerpiece of the miniature set is the iconic photograph taken by Johnny Dew Matthews at the band's first ever studio photo shoot in Primrose Hill Studio. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, actually, that's like the, the article had a, a bunch of pictures of the stands that looked yeah. badass. Yeah. And I didn't know whether to put that on the merchandising or like if that's actually going to be legitimate like mail like you know usage. Well, they're they're typically they're typically kept for collectors. For collectors. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I have I have some um, Jerry Garcia stamps. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I got those years ago. All right. So. Last but not least, here in merchandising, ACDC will get the Rocks Saw Jigsaw Puzzle Treatment in this summer. Z Product uh, Z Productions will uh, release four classic albums: High Voltage. For those about to rock, blow up your video and ball breaker as 500-piece jigsaws on September 4th via its Rock Saws imprint. <laughs> just be a dick and release back in black. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst puzzle fucking ever. Or like the Metallica Black album. Yeah, just, just... fuck that, dude. <laughs> fuck. So we got some recording news. Okay. So N Minor, which is the new Depression Core project of Philip Anselmo, mm-hmm. uh, will release its full-length debut. When the Cold Truth has worn its miserable welcome out on September 4th via House Core Records in the United States and Season of Mist in Europe. Excellent. 
I'm actually pumped for that because I listened to their EP mm-hmm. that they released and it was very good. Cool. So I'm I'm actually pretty pumped for that. Uh, Chris Adler has teamed up with fellow Megadeth alum James Lomenzo on new project Firstborn. Firstborn's self-titled debut EP marks the acclaimed drummer's first dedicated band release since his departure from Megadeth and Lamb of God. Firstborn features uh, Girish Pradham, Pradham on vocals and guitar, Miron on guitar, okay, uh, Lomenzo on bass and Adler on drums. The debut EP from Firstborn is now available at Bandcamp and across all streaming services, which right. I listened to. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Okay. It wasn't something, it wasn't very exciting. Okay. It wasn't very exciting. Uh, that's kind of a downer. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it was very, um, I felt uh, like, a, like a Hell Yeah kind of vibe. Not the, not the style of music, but like the, the feeling I got from Hell Yeah, which is kind of like, this is Vinnie Paul's like other other band. Mm-hmm. That's what if that's what this feels like for Chris Adler. This yeah. feels like Chris Adler's other other band. Gotcha. You know. All right, Exodus will enter the studio in September to begin recording its long-awaited new album. The San Francisco Bay Area Thrashers' next next disc will be the follow-up to 2014's Blood In Blood Out, God. which was their first release since the departure of the group's lead singer of nine years, Rob Dukes, and the return of Steve Zetrozusa. Who is also on Cameo. <laughs> I, re- I remember, like, when we saw Exodus at the, uh, at the, at the King Diamond show. Yeah. And how much that they blew me away. Yeah. That like, was... they were so <laughs> fucking good. Oh, yeah. They were great. <laughs> Holy shit. So they're, they're one I have to catch up on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. Me too. Me too. And the funny, and the good thing is now that, that Gary Holton is uh, 100% back in the band. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was writing and recording with them, but he wasn't touring with them because he was with Slayer. Yeah. But that should be good for him. Yeah. Uh, Dream Theater guitarist John Petrucci released a new solo album, Terminal Velocity, in the fall. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to use that now. I was trying to sit there and think of it earlier. I was like, does he have any solo material? Uh, apparently he has a few. Um, this is like his first one in like 15 years, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Megadeth guitarist Kiko Lorario. Kiko. Lorario. All right. Uh, he will release his fifth solo album, Open Source, on July 10th. Awesome. Cataclysm will release a new album entitled Unconquered in the Fall via Nuclear Blast Records. Awesome. Incantation return with their new full-length album, Sect of Vile Divinities, due on August 21st via Relapse Records. And. Amaranth will release their new album, Manifest, on October 2nd via Nuclear Blast. Nah, we'll see. And hashtag copy and paste. Okay. Blue Oyster Cult will return with a mammoth new studio album, The Symbol Remains, this October. Coming nearly two decades after the release of the band's last studio LP, Curse of the Hidden Mirror, the effort showcases a band which hasn't, slowed by the to- which hasn't been slowed by the time past but is, si- is simply unfazed by it. The symbol remains is said to be one of Blue Oyster Cult's most spirited, diverse, and inspired releases to date. I need to get more into them. I have a bunch of their stuff, but I remember seeing them for free at uh, the downtown yes. a long time ago, that, and they, that, they were a... really fun. They were a fun band. Yeah, especially when they when they pulled out the little Godzilla thing. That was really cute, a <laughs> <laughs> little hand puppet. Um, and you've heard Godzilla over and over because you're kids, so well, like the newer version, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was surprisingly really fucking good, too. Um, so that's it for actual studio news. We got some live shit. Mm-hmm. 
um, Baby Metal will release a new concert set, Legend Metal Galaxy, on September 9th on Blu-ray, DVD, and CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was recorded at the group's two shows um, at a particular international exhibition center in Japan on January 25th and January 26th. The Blu-ray and DVD editions of the set will include a total of 24 tracks split between two performances, World of Light and World of Darkness. In addition to the standard edition, there will also be the one limited edition containing a 64-page booklet uh, titled Apocalypse, featuring interviews with Baby Metal. Word. Supergroup Flying Colors will release a brand new live set, the third stage, live in London, on September 18th via Music Theories Recording. Uh, this particular set was filmed during Flying Colors 2019 U.S. and European tour, and the footage captures the exhilarating sold-out final night on December 14th at the iconic Grands 2. And, um, oh my god, this is just a, just a long fucking title for a place. But anyway, it's in London. The album will be released on several formats, including Orange Transparent 3 LP, Blu-ray, Digitally, uh, two CD, DVD, and a 40-page earbook, which includes five discs, two CD album, two DVDs, and a Blu-ray. Uh, the Blu-ray and DVDs in the earbook also include bonus materials of music videos and concert footage of Flying Colors Morphs Fest 2019 performance in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The reason we're talking about Flying Colors is because it involves a friend of ours, Mike. I can play that portnoy. He will become our friend. He will become our friend. We will pay him to become our friend. Ice Nine Kills has released Undead and Unplugged Live from the Overlook Hotel, a five-track acoustic EP recorded at their very special fan event in association with Colorado's 107.9 KBPI at the Stanley Hotel, more famously known as the Overlook Hotel from the classic horror movie The Shining. Interesting. Very cool. Well, they're they're, they're horror based. They're so. horror themed, yes. Yeah. So it, it makes a lot of sense yeah. that they would. And their um, their last album was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. So they're a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, they are. Uh, so no uh, remasters as of late. Uh, we are here for the good that men and women do. Of course. Alex is on fire. Has announced it will donate all money it earned from the sale of the band's complicit uh, single to several organizations in support of the black community. Canadian Act decided to take action as protests against racism sparked by the death in police custody of George Floyd in Minneapolis less than a month ago continue across the United States and around the world. Last but not least here for the good that men and women do, a week after Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello posted a photo of him wearing a parody shirt that read Black Lives Matter, styled in the iconic Black Sabbath Masters of Reality font, the legendary heavy metal band apparently decided to capitalize on the moment and release its own limited edition version of the design with 100% of the net proceeds going to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Did they say where that shirt is available? That's probably from a website. Okay, I'll have to search for it. Check for the uh, the band, probably at the band's website. Okay. All right, and that is it for this stuff. Okay. We have nothing in crowdfunding. Yeah, I haven't looked at crowdfunding in a while just because I'm actually still waiting on the two things that I ordered uh-huh. um, because um, Sound of Thunder, like they, 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 which, which the great thing is that they've both been very, very good with the updates. Yeah, not uh, like the other one that we paid 150 bucks in and never got anything from. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, the 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 dudes the dudes other band has been blacklisted from us. So. Yeah. Um, but um, um, Sound of Thunder uh should be coming out in August. 
with, cool. their, with their new album, which is going to be awesome. Um, and they, I also backed uh, Hellion Prime. Uh, I remember you talking about them, yes. And then that one, that one, um, I've gotten some updates on, but uh, nothing. I haven't. I haven't paid enough attention just because the updates have been a little more frequent, and typically I'm like I'm working, so I'm like, oh crap, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm busy. Um, quick thing, speaking of pre-orders, uh, the pre-orders for the new Arion album started. No shit. It comes out September 2020. Nice. Um, so just in time for my birthday. My birthday. So just after mine. Yep. So it's uh, it's 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 gonna be cool. Um, I haven't keeping I haven't been keeping it up up very much with the uh, the release itself. Uh, I just know one or two voices that are on it, but I don't care. So I'm going to. I uh, like it. Does it does it even matter? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> does it even fucking matter? <laughs> Not really. No. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be you know, something that I'm gonna you know just sploosh all over. So uh, of course I bought the earbook with all the extra discs and and everything, which was actually surprisingly one of the one of the cheaper purchases I've I've gotten as far as buying the special editions, because I've spent a decent amount on Arion before. Uh, yeah, we know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mentioned that in the uh, unboxing video, but um, but this one wasn't too bad because it comes with uh, it comes with the earbook, uh, a T-shirt. And a uh, signed comic book. Oh, that's cool. So I'm looking forward to that. That's um, definitely fun. Yeah, so that's pretty badass. Uh, okay, so what's next? All right, should I want? Should I want? Um, I was. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it last week, but the same thing goes just because of the fact that we've been doing Megadeth a lot lately uh, to get ready for 10 word reviews, and that's more compilations of um, of uh, albums that kind of take stuff from uh, soundtracks. soundtracks and whatnot. Um, you know, um, things that take like a lot of covers and and whatnot like that. Um, I want more of those. So you know what I heard today? What's that? I hadn't heard it before. Mm-hmm. You know the band Cake, right? Yes. They do a really good cover of War Pigs. That's that sounds pretty awesome. No, it was fucking great. <laughs> it wasn't just awesome. It was fucking great. Um, I think my favorite part about it is like you know the, the of course everyone knows the, the main verse. Is just the dunin and then the the hi hat, yeah. but they keep the bass line going. They keep like a, a like a thumping bass line behind it going, and then they introduce the drums. But before the chorus hits, mm-hmm. it's really fucking good. I'm gonna have to listen to that. You, tonight. I, I highly recommend everyone check it out because it like like I don't like I never followed Cake. I only knew the one or two songs that I know, yeah. whatever. But we listened to them today. Uh, in the car, and it was like, holy shit, that was really fucking good. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to dig it, so. Oh, yeah, I think you would. Yeah, I think you will. I, I think that's something that I would, I like, I, I like, I want more of is someone taking, like, and we probably talked about this about a thousand times. Yeah. But someone taking like heavy metal music and making it their own. Yeah, like 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 how Tori Amos covers stuff all, yeah. all over the place, and and because like especially a, a song like War Pigs has been covered a thousand times, but it always sounds exactly like the same. Yeah. This one's definitely a little different, and that they, they added like their own flair to it, and it sounded it sounded like a lot of fucking fun. That's why I like how Sonata Arctica covers songs because they change a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they make it sound like, like I. I you know, I'm not gonna say it sounds better, but like their take on it is is interesting, and it would have been cool if the band actually did that too. Yeah. So like we're getting a lot of heavy metal covers of like pop songs and movie songs and stuff like that. I would really like someone to take a heavy metal song and flip it out. Yeah. You know, 
I think that would be a very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I know that um, not not metal related, uh, more grunge related, but Post Malone did the whole uh, Nirvana set. Yeah, yeah I, I remember hearing about that. Apparently, yeah. it was very good. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if that would be. I wonder if he'd be the one to, to be among those who who do it. So yeah, that would be interesting. That or or like Lady Gaga or something like that. So that would be fun. Yeah, she'd probably do something really cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. That's that's basically what I what we want. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing as always. We same want thing to... as always. We're very simple people. <laughs> All right. We got some concert news here. All right. So, of course, we our new section in the concert news here is from the comfort of your home. So summer 2020 is a very different landscape for the usual event-packed few months. So to maintain a sense of community, 13 of the best independent metal festivals in Europe have joined forces to create a unique online event for both bands and fans. The European Metal Festival Alliance is a joint venture between uh, several different festivals in um, Belgium, Romania, the UK, the Czech Republic, Netherlands, Spain, Slovenia, Norway, France, Germany, Spain, and more Germany. <laughs> I didn't want to read all the fucking uh, uh, festival names, so I'm just going by the countries. Gotcha. Anyway, a special streaming event will take place across the weekend of August 7th through the 9th, offering exclusive live performances from a selection of yet-to-be-revealed artists chosen by each festival, as well as exclusive new interviews and more. As a fundraiser for the beleaguered independent festival sector who don't have the backing of big corporate money for their survival, viewers will be asked for 666 pounds, I'm assuming, or euros or whatever the fuck that symbol is, for a, quote, full festival pass. In return, they will enjoy three days of live performances by more than 35 metal bands at various locations around the world and other exclusive content from the comfort of their own home. Virtual ticket purchases will also get a discount on a European Metal Festival Alliance rebooting for 2021 t-shirt. Meanwhile, to get warmed up, the newly launched uh, destination website at www.metalfestivalalliance.com will host a wide range of previous footage from the festival cooperative, including many sets not previously broadcast throughout the summer. The lineup and schedule for the streaming event will be announced in the coming weeks. Tickets will be available on Friday, July 10th of 2020 from www.metalfestivalalliance.com. Okay. That sounds really fun. It it does. Um, If it's it's legitimately going to be like 666 pounds of euros, that sounds like a lot for for something virtual. I'm sorry, it's 6.66. Oh, that's that. So that's like 6 pounds and 66, whatever the fuck. Oh, that's... That, that, I I think I may have... um, Miscommunicated that. Yeah, I was gonna say that that, that is tiny. Um, uh, pounds and euros, I think, are roughly. I think pounds are almost like one, uh, two pounds per buck. At this point, maybe. Uh, euro- no, 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 no. It's I know it's two dollars per pound. Two dollars per pound. Sorry. Okay, so so they're 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 a little bit higher. Euros are a little bit lower. They're yeah. between one point two and one point five. Uh, I'm not sure what that symbol means. So yeah, so. I, I don't have the script in front of me. So. Yeah. All right, we got. Of course, we have nothing in festivals. Of course, uh, we do have a little bit of touring news, but you know, this is only like don't hold your breath kind of information here. Uh, My Chemical Romance has announced the rescheduled dates for its North American tour. The track was originally slated to kick off on September 9th in Detroit, Michigan, and on October 11th in Las Vegas, Nevada, and was supposed to include a headline performance at the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, California. New dates are for the fall of 2021. Again, I wouldn't be holding my breath. 
Well, fall of 2021, hopefully by then. You would hope. Hopefully by then. Oh, my gosh. Why did they flip around upside down? There you go. All right. Disturbed has confirmed the rescheduled 2021 dates for its The Sickness 20th anniversary tour. Which is no Co- longer going to be 21. <laughs> it's also true. Co-produced by Frank Productions and Live Nation. The Amphitheater Tour with very special guest Stained and Bad Wolves will begin on July 7th, 2021 at I Think Financial Amphitheater. And all previously purchased tickets will be honored for their rescheduled dates. And, and everyone will need to shut the fuck up during Stain's performance. <laughs> no cheering, no talking, nothing. All dates on this tour have been rescheduled with the exception of the uh, Chula Vista, California show, which for which tickets will be automatically refunded. If ticket holders cannot attend the new rescheduled dates or would prefer a refund, they will receive an email directly allowing them to request one. For any further ticketing inquiries, please visit LiveNation.com refund to reach out to your point of purchase. Last but not least here, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts have announced their rescheduled dates for their The Stadium Tour. The Stadium Tour was scheduled to kick off in less than three weeks on June 18th, or just recently. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The bands reportedly also booked time, blah, 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 blah. It's it's going to be rescheduled for whenever. Yeah, so. Nobody really cares. Yeah, I've already I've already seen them. I got my, I got my kick. I never needed to. Yeah. Uh, we got nothing for one-offs. Nothing for one-offs. Okay. All right, but we got some heavy metal on the charts here. Noteworthy point. Marilyn Manson's classic single, The Beautiful People, has been certified silver in the U.K. To earn a single certification for a single in the U.K., Marilyn Manson had to sell 200,000 units of the song. The platinum, gold, and silver certification awarded by the British phonogra- uh, phonographic industry in recognition of sale milestones have included... Uh, audio streaming data since June fifteenth, uh, June two thousand fifteen, with one thousand streams counting as one quote sale. Marilyn Manson's "Tainted Love" was also previously certified silver in two thousand thirteen, with the Antichrist Superstar album featuring the Beautiful People being certified gold in two thousand thirteen. Wow! All right, of course we know that Billboard number one hard rock album is of course Queen's greatest hits, followed up by Back in Black. Now, top two hundred. Number one, Lil Baby, my turn. Uh, the fuck there. is going on here? I'm just making noise. Kill it. That sound, sounds like some good intermission music. <laughs> ah, not louder. <laughs> okay. Number two, Lady Gaga, Chromatica. Number three, Gunna, with his album, Wanna. I'm not lying here. <laughs> I know. I'm not you're, fucking I lying. Not. I, I fucking. I know you're not. Number four is Future High Off Life, and number five is Drake Dark Lane demo tapes. And now we scroll. Should I turn the music back up? <laughs> I, I really need to. I really need to actually like listen to some of these artists because I, I did make a, a mention recently that I would like to review things that we we don't necessarily we wouldn't necessarily. Re- listen to yeah and some of these some of these ones that appear at the top of the charts is, is, is what i'm talking about yeah you know? and i'm like all right well queen's greatest hits is at number 28 on the top 200 okay not bad elton john's diamonds at number 33 mm-hmm. top 200 okay blah 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 credence credence clearwater revival at number 51 yeah greatest hits Credence, Clearwater Revival. Lovely. Yep. 
Journey's greatest hits, number 67. It's just going to be a lot of greatest hits again. Yeah, always, always. Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, number 75. 75. What upsets me is that you didn't make a notable point about Lamb of God, so that means that they did not. Well, it came out last week, so they won't be probably won't be on the trial until next week. Ah, uh, okay, so. Uh, Beatles 1, number 84. Beatles 1, mm. 84. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers greatest is number 89. Yeah, Tom Petty. Beach Boys, Summer Sounds, best of the Beach Boys, number 93. Back in Black, 97. So 98. Mean, Abbey Road. So that means there's a 70 point difference or so between between the two hard rock ones. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, okay, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction is at 107. There's your number three. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Leonard Skinner's Greatest Hits, number 115. Essential Michael Jackson, 121. The motherfucker can dance. The motherfucker can dance. The Greatest Hits of the Eagles is at 122. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is this. Now, <laughs> now you're scrolling. The Ghost Inside. The Ghost Inside. Mm-hmm. Self-titled record debuts at 141. Oh, wow. Yeah, not uh, bad. Getting up there in the uh, top 200 for a very, you know, kind of still underground band. I was about to make the joke that we should just cut and splice the previous week's one. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on this week and it was like, it almost sounds exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, well, we got the Essential Billy Joel at 148. Greatest Hits of the Red Hot Chili Peppers at 149. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Greatest Hits at 150. 150. Hot Rocks, Rolling Stones, 153. Thriller, Michael Jackson, was above that at 152. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean. Selena Gomez. Where's that Jimmy Buffett album? Flatbush Zombies. That's funny, though. I didn't even look at that. I didn't even see that. That's, that's a good point. Sublime self-titled album. 172. Still around. Why? I don't know. Nirvana, never mind. One seventy six. People were getting ready for summer, and then suddenly the this lockdown. is the, uh, I guess the, a different version of him called her. Uh, oh. The the band is literally called her. Yeah. Acronym, same thing. I think I have destruction. Five for death punch. One eighty two. Metallica. Black album. One eighty three. Never going to go away. No. A lot of reentries here. A lot of reentries here. Johnny Cash. The essential Johnny Cash. 196. Excellent. 196, a re-entry for the Johnny Cash. Outlaw country. And that will just about do it. Do it for the top 200 albums. Okay. And I think that's what's going to bring our show to an end is that that level of disappointment. We got you your favorite thing. Disappointment. (laughs) Fucking love that bit. (laughs) But we're going to bring the show to a close because Warrior and Elf are fucking hungry. Starving. Yes, and we have we have food to cook. Um, I brought garlic bread. Uh, you are a monster. <laughs> <laughs> what else goes with meatballs? Now, now the question is, is there cheese on it? 
No, it's the um, it's the H E B one. We will put cheese on it. Yes, we will. So we we got we brought we're gonna bring Parmesan. We got this, the the shaving Parmesans, and then we'll like we'll do half and half. One with just Parmesan, one with Parmesan and mozzarella. Okay, good. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> so let's go make some balls. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Dan Mack, and I'm hungry. <laughs> Hi, Dan Mack. I'm hungry. <laughs> Hi, hungry. I'm Dad, and we are. Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're 37. <laughs> Older than dirt. Uh, we are the slime.